You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything hay. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, the province's Minister of Agriculture announces $17.6 million in federal, provincial, and farm group funding for crop research. David Merritt made the announcement at Crop Production Week in Saskatoon. We also have comment from the president of the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame, Reed Andrew, which announced five new inductees this year. We also have short comments from each of the inductees. We take a look at last week's Sask Young Ag Conference in Saskatoon. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has announced government support of almost $10 million for almost 50 farm research projects this year. Merritt says the funding increase from last year is about $700,000. Well, we've always been uh, very involved in crop research here in uh, Saskatchewan, Jim, and we're very proud of the fact that the government takes this as a very high priority. So what we have done is we are now investing about $9.8 million dollars in 48 different projects in crop de- at the Crop Development Centre for research in a number of different diseases and, and a number of different crops, Jim. And if you ask me to give an example, it gets into such scientific terms that I would really blunder it up. But this is really something that I'm very proud of. It's uh, We have a board, we call it the Ag De- Development Fund Board, where they go through all the projects that are submitted and they look at them all and they make the decision on which ones would have a great impact on the farmers here in Saskatchewan and Western Canada. So we're very proud of that, and uh, they have picked 48 projects in the neighborhood of like $9.8 million, which is about a $700,000 increase from last year. But another part of this funding is also we have increased the funding to the Crop Development Centre for their operational side of it as well. That now is going to be about $7.2 million, which really helps to stabilize the the Crop Development Centre so that we continue to research projects that we have going on here. The $9.8 million for these 48 projects, these are kind of developed through various farm organizations, aren't they? Well, a lot of it's in partnership with them, and that's one thing we really have to mention here as well, Jim. There's 13 different industry partners engaged here in the co-funding, and 
just right around $4.6 million in commitment from them as well. So, and that's uh, obviously, you know, we can talk about the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers, the Saskatchewan the Prairie Oat Growers Association, Agronite Food Canada is obviously in there, but there's a lot of different people that are and different entities that are involved in the funding projects as well. So we're proud of that. And not only that, we have even, you know, the Alberta Wheat Commission, we have the Manitoba Crop Alliance, Manitoba Canola Growers, obviously the Saskatchewan Barley, uh, Sask Canola, Forage. So a lot of these people are engaged and involved in these partnerships and seeing the value in it and the opportunity. And one thing we are very proud of is we talk about new crops, new varieties, because they're dealing with diseases and things like that. It's really to keep our farmers at the leading edge of crop development and new crops and new varieties, because we're obviously trying to find crops with higher proteins, less disease impact, because we want our farmers to be the best in the world and be competitive. So really is an opportunity for us as a government to showcase agriculture here in the province. And we know what it means to this province, the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. And we just want to continue that, building that relationship on research and funding research and crop development. So as you said, to improve yields, reduce disease losses. On top of that $9.8 million for the Agricultural Development Fund and 48 projects, you're providing support to the Crop Development Center at the university, what, $7.2 million? Yes, yeah, and that's about a 20% increase over the last, and this is over five years, but that's about a 20% increase over the last agreement. And this is all through the federal provincial program. So we feel it's important to obviously that's why we invest in it. Uh, it's just good business for us, for the farmers here in the province of Saskatchewan. I understand you're also providing some support for the Prairie Land Park as well, Prairie Land Park development. Yep. Yeah, we are. And that's just uh, obviously we know what the Prairie Land Park means to the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. Just showcasing uh, right now this week with the crop production show. So we have a five-year agreement with them. Uh, we're giving them $150,000 over the five years. So it's 30000 annually. It just helps them the operational side of the uh, Saskatoon Prairie Land Park Corporation. So it's just a, a good building relationship. Uh, we do the same thing here in Regina. That's Agriculture Minister. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalding on 620 CKRM. The Western Canadian Crop Production Show was used as the backdrop yesterday afternoon to announce five new inductees into the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame President Reed Andrew of Regina outlines the list of inductees. Well, we announced five names yesterday for 2023 inductees, um, being Bill Huber, who's a farmer cattle producer from the Lipton area. He's, uh, you know, been very involved in quite a few cattle organizations and, you know, inland terminals and, you know, just been very, you know, now, now he's involved with SARM. So very much in the, in the know of the, of all the uh, industry from grassroots perspective. And then we have Kevin Hurst, who's no stranger to anybody. He's been in lots of commentaries with the egg world, you know, MCs and, of course, has a consulting business, and he's a farmer also, being very influential in a few organizations, getting them organized and started. So, then we have uh, Dorothy Long, who comes over to the Lloyd Minnis area. She's, of course, been involved with farm food care and educating the uh, public about food and food safety and that. And then we have Lori Tolverson, who's, uh, of course, done lots of work in the irrigation world, and, of course, it's kind of unique because the irrigation is kind of in the forefront right now the, and uh, he's been involved out of Outlook. And then we have John McKinnon who's spent his career in uh, cattle nutrition and cattle research and educating 
people about feedlot and feeding and stuff. And so that's that's the five of them. When is the official in, induction into the Agricultural Hall of Fame? It's going to be on April 15th in Prairie Land again and uh, in Saskatoon. And then the tickets will go on sale here shortly on our website, which is www.sahf.ca. All five inductees were on hand yesterday and spoke to reporters. Bill Huber from Lipton, about an hour northeast of Regina, was president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association for two and a half years, from 2017 to 2020. Prior to that, he was also on the executive of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. I had the privilege of sitting on that board for a couple of years. I was involved in an inland terminal that we built. That was a big part of my life. And of course, now I'm, I've been an RM councillor for 11 years, and I've been on the SARM board for be seven years this March. Kevin Hirsch started his career as an agricultural reporter with CTV Saskatoon in the early 1980s. Many farmers watched the weekday farm show at the tail end of the noon hour before returning to work. We didn't have the multitude of channels and people out in rural areas had two or maybe three channels and we had a, a big share because back in those days a lot of people working in ag within the CTV network so that we could do a lot of things. In the mid-90s, Hirsch started his own consulting business while continuing to write articles for various publications and operating the farm at Cabri in southwest Saskatchewan. Also going into the Agricultural Hall of Fame is Dorothy Long of Lloydminster. Long uses her background in home economics to advance consumer knowledge of food and farming. The most intimate way that consumers come to agriculture is through the food they eat. And that's where the questions start. So that's where we have to start with our messaging to have a conversation with them. The fourth Agriculture Hall of Fame inductee is John McKinnon from the University of Saskatchewan. McKinnon started his career as beef specialist and was an expert in beef nutrition as well as one of the founders of the Western Canadian Feedlot Management School. He says entering the Ag Hall of Fame is a major achievement. You know, I get to think of some of the people that uh, I've worked with over the years and particularly Red Williams and Dave Christensen and Vern Rax and it's, it's certainly an honour to join them in the hall. Lori Tollefson spent four decades working at the Irrigation Centre in Outlook. The research benefited not only farmers in the Lake Diefenbaker region, but those from as far away as Africa. And the technology we offered was, wasn't, wasn't necessarily rocket science, but you know, in places like Egypt, there were the basic tenets of soil and water that the individuals were interested in, and, and we would give courses. Bill Huber, Kevin Hirsch, Dorothy Long, John McKinnon, and Lori Tollefson will be inducted into the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame during a ceremony on April 15th at Saskatoon Prairie Lake. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Former U.S. Congressman Rick Keller has written a book entitled Chase the Bears, The Little Things to Achieve Big Dreams. Let's get to our conversation with former U.S. Congressman Rick Keller. Now, one of the things you talk about in your book, Chase the Bears, is that you need to use your gifts. And everybody has, in your, your example you just gave with Jim Carrey, obviously his gift is, is, is comedy, being funny. And he, and he found a way to succeed in life centered around that gift. Maybe for some of us, though, our gift isn't so recognizable. And, and we have to do a bit of a, a search internally for what actually is my gift. 
And my question to you is around this idea of individual gifts, how do you know what that gift is? So I don't, I think you've hit on such a great point. I don't think there's anything more important in this book than using your gifts. And your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. The thing that's easy for you, but can be hard for other people. The thing you love doing. When you start doing this thing, you feel like maybe you're a six or seven level happiness, 45 minutes into it, you're, you're a 10. Time seems to fly by. It's the thing that you would do for free. Um, if, if you could have that ability, it's, it's the thing that you're great at that comes really easy for you. And so for me, for example, it's very easy for me to do public speaking and, and humor and, and to write the way people understand it. It's incredibly hard for me to do anything technical or mechanical. So my tractor broke down, I, I could fix it. You know, if my computer broke down, I, I have a block there. So when I do the things that I suck at, it just drains my battery and, and I'm not good at it. Life's hard. But if you do the things that, that your natural skip, your natural skill, your, your natural gift, um, life should, should be easier, you know, and it doesn't matter who you are. If Albert Einstein, instead of becoming a Nobel prize winning physicist, had decided he was going to be a professional bull rider, you know, he would be square on his butt in less than eight seconds. You know, you got, you got to stay in your lane. So it, the question isn't what's hard. The question is what, what's easy, what, what comes easy to you and, and do that thing. And if, and if you can align that, that thing that comes easy to you, if you can align that gift with personal purpose, you, you, you've really hit on something. If you can align that gift with personal purpose and for the greater good, if, if you can align that gift with something that is not only going to personally help you, but is going to lift people up or bring people together or somehow make their lives better, you're looking at guaranteed success under that situation. You, you may stumble, you may falter, but if you are using your gifts for the greater good, then you will not fail. And I, I give several examples in my book of that, and, and just to give you a couple um, yeah. that, that your listeners would be familiar with. So Walt Disney was fired from his job at 22 because they said he wasn't creative enough. Martin Luther King Jr. was given a C in public speaking. Michael Jordan was cut from his basketball team. Oprah Winfrey was demoted because they told her you're not fit for television news. The, the Beatles weren't given a record deal initially, so they couldn't make it uh, in the music business. Uh, J.K. Rowling rejected 12 times in a row until the 13th publisher uh, accepted uh, Harry Potter, went on to sell over 500 million books. The common denominator in each of those situations was each of them was spectacularly gifted and each of them was doing something that made all of our lives better. And so they didn't let the little setbacks hold the back. They kept going. And that's the most important thing. You know, if, if your if your kid sucks at acting, don't don't tell her that she's great. Send her to LA, you know. But if you're using your gifts and you're trying to help people, then you're going to make it. You know, it. It may not happen by Thursday, but you are for sure going to make it. Yeah, for sure, uh, Mr. Keller. This has been this has really been fantastic. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights on on goal setting and achieving and and making the best out of uh, those gifts that each of us holds individually. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. 
It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Cloudy today, 60% chance of light snow and fog patches. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 10, the low minus 16. Thursday, mainly cloudy, wind southeast 20. The high tomorrow minus 5, the low minus 8. Friday, sunny, the high minus 1, the low minus 8. Saturday, cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 3. Sunday, cloudy, the high 0, the low minus 12. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 13. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 8. Normal high for this date, minus 11. The normal low is minus 23. The sun rose at 8.56 this morning. It sets at 5.17 tonight. And currently, the hot spot in Saskatchewan, the hot spot is in the southwest corner at Cypress Hills at minus 1. The cold spot, 2 places Assiniboia and Elbow both at minus 13. Esteban is minus 11, Saskatoon Swift Current minus 10, Weyburn is minus 12, Yorkton minus 9. Regina is overcast and mist in the air, it's minus 10, that's 14 Fahrenheit, winds are from the northwest at 16. Humidity is 87%, the barometer rising 102.2. Fog in Moose Jaw, minus 12, winds are from the west northwest at 15. Once again, Regina overcast and mist, it's minus 10, that's 14 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Sask Young Ag Conference last week in Saskatoon had attendance of more than 70 delegates. Event Committee Chair Carly Bowditch says the event was a big success. We had an awesome conference with a great turnout and uh, speakers that were top-notch, which we expected. We covered a variety of agriculture topics, but day one we focused on ag policy with Sherilyn Jolly-Nagel. And her message was to get involved, vote, and reach out. And then following her was Jose Lemoyne, who covered HR on the farm. HR is about your people, their roles, and your operation success. And then our banquet speaker for the first day was Wayne Lee, who spoke about positive mindset and provided some entertainment by hypnotizing four of our attendees as well. Day two covered mental health with our speaker, Cynthia Beck. Her takeaways included communication and self-maintenance. And we also had a panel with three active young farmers and entrepreneurs. So those were the main speakers for our conference, as well as many sponsors who covered what's new and exciting in their company. How big was attendance? We had about 80 attendees, and uh, 75% of those who registered were uh, show up, showed up. So we considered that a success. So what would you say was the big material information that came out of the conference? 
I would say my key takeaway and the common theme of all of our speakers was communication um, and just stating that sometimes the hardest conversations to have turn out to be the most successful in the end. The Sask Young Ag Conference was held last week in Saskatoon. Electric passenger vehicles will be an option for a future, but running tractors and large construction equipment on electricity may have some serious problems. That's according to Johnny Hindman, the Chief Technology Officer for John Deere. He spoke last week at a massive technology conference in Las Vegas. Some of you may find this statement a bit controversial, but the path to a sustainable future does not rely only on electrification to power our vehicles. Biofuels like ethanol and renewable diesel which may be created from plants, must be just as much a part of the solution. Because large-scale electrification of high-horsepower equipment faces steep technical challenges that make an electric-only future unlikely in the near term. Hindman backed his position using a typical tractor as an example. A typical day's work for the 8R tractor, like the one you see behind me, includes operating continuously for 14 hours, at 75% of its peak power, about 230 kilowatts. That's the energy equivalent of 38 Tesla Model 3 long-range batteries. Or in different terms, 15,000 liters in volume and over 48,000 pounds. To put that in perspective, that battery would double the weight and size of the tractor today at four times the existing cost of the tractor to produce the amount of energy required. These changes would lead to negative agronomic impacts on the farm like excessive soil compaction. Using biofuels on the farm makes even more sense and also reduces carbon emissions. You see, biofuels support a circular economy where a farmer can utilize a portion of the crops that they grow, like sustainably grown grains and oil seeds, to power the very machines that they use. Those biofuels aren't limited to John Deere machines. They can power everything from cars to semis to airplanes, reducing carbon emissions and the pressure on all of our natural resources. And our excitement for the future of biofuels shouldn't take anything away from electrification. The world benefits from all of these solutions to meet our global clean energy needs. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle markets are off to a quiet start for the new year. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats says less than 400 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week. We had a quiet start to 2023 after the holidays with only 327 feeder cattle being marketed over the week. And therefore, prices for Saskatchewan feeder steers and heifers were not reported last week. Feeder cattle volumes were actually not high enough in the past two weeks for Canfax to be able to establish accurate trading ranges or prices for Saskatchewan. But overall, Canfax did share that Canadian feeder cattle prices were reported to be overall steady to slightly stronger last week compared to the end of December. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? The Canfax price for Alberta-fed steers reported on January 6th was 186.04 per hundredweight, and this was up 201 per hundredweight compared to the last reporting uh, where it was at 184.03 on December 23rd. And Alberta cow prices were all up over the week as well. The price of D2 slaughter cows increased 587 per hundredweight from two weeks prior to average 93.75. 
and D3 slaughter cows were up 890 per hundred weight to average 84.50. So the key market factors in all this? I think that it's a bit about supply and demand. For feeder cattle, we're getting through backlog of cattle slowly. So feedlots are buying cattle and the corn shipments from the U.S. have kind of kept a ceiling on the feed barley prices, which is supporting the markets as well. And then with the cows, it's a bit of a supply and demand. Less of them were coming to market these last couple of weeks compared to the weeks prior. So it's supported the price for them. Fonda Froats is the cattle specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Ag. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were showing downward movement. Viterra prices for canola dropped 60 cents at 829.02. Lentils declined $7 at 737.50. Number one red spring wheat fell 239 at 410.77. The rest unchanged. Durham 496.28. Feed barley 356.57. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 682.98. Oats 256.32. Yellow peas, 476.89, and feed wheat, 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March rose 2.5 cents at 8.97. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 10th. We had our first regular sale of the year on January 4th. The market on cows and bulls are stronger than what they were in December. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.90 cents to $1.03. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.75. Cents. Hefferet sold from $1.50 to $1.60. And Good Butcher Bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.25. There weren't enough steers or heifers and any weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but the market has come up quite a bit from what we can see on different internet sales across North America. We have our first pre-sorted calf sale here on January 16th. This sale is just about fall full. Give us a call at 842-4574 to get them booked in. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest is Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,400 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 189 to $202 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head, selling a range of 190 to $201 per CKG. Hams are about sales this week are down, selling the range of 32 to 38 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 25 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3421. Canadian dollars currently trading at 74.57 cents U.S. Coming up, the... This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Premier Danielle Smith won't commit to using Alberta's Sovereignty Act to rebut looming federal just transition legislation, which she says threatens the province's oil and gas industry. 
Last week, Federal Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson said Ottawa will move ahead this spring with legislation to provide the framework for the transition plan. The federal government says the plan is not about shutting down oil and gas, but rather providing a training and incentive blueprint for workers to make a seamless transition as the world moves to a less carbon-intensive economy. Smith says there are still unanswered questions and Alberta will not allow its oil and gas industry to be phased out. Farmers from southeastern Spain have protested against a government order to provide ecological protection for a river. They see it as a threat to water resources they need for irrigating crops. Several thousand protesters rallied in front of Spain's Ministry for Ecological Transition. The ministry has set an ecological threshold for the Tagus River in hopes of keeping the Iberian Peninsula's longest river healthy under the forecast of a hotter and drier future caused by climate change. The farmers rely on water rerouted from the Tagus to their lands to produce fruit and vegetables for Spain and the rest of Europe. On the markets today, the TSX has risen 55 points to 19,953. The Dow has gained 95 points to 33,799. Oil has gone up 236 at 77.48 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.50 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 C. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.